welcome back to another edition of the Los Twenties podcast. And Curtis, I've been I've been going through agents. I've been I've been trying to get the contacts, but we finally got them. Got the man. You finally got, I got him. I the booked voice. Him. I booked him. Our man, Bobby Noon. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Thank uh, you. Thank you. It's been a while since we've had a guest yes, on here. Yes, uh, I think we've had. It's been a while. Yes, we had a we had a lengthy talk uh, with Ed Burgard once upon a time mm-hmm. when we thought he was retiring. Well, he's not <laughs> retiring, Bobby. Look, let me, let me ask Bobby. Bobby, do you think Ed is retiring? No chance. <laughs> Ed loves this game I mean, so yeah. much. Uh, I think he's sitting there in Arizona, supposedly on vacation. <laughs> Cannot wait. For the first race <laughs> to come tonight he cannot wait for the trials tonight he can't wait for the trials tomorrow and uh plus he's just so good i oh, mean yeah. let, let's yep. face it you know yeah. uh, levity aside he is los alamitos oh, yes. horse racing for sure you know he has the best eye of any announcer i've ever heard he's as good if not better of a quarter horse handicapper as i've ever met yeah and he just loves the sport why should he retire yeah, I, I'm in that agreement. Uh, you know, so he's he's earning his well-deserved vacation right now. He's still got what two weeks? He's got. Uh, he'll be back the last weekend of March, around the thirtieth, right. the twenty-ninth, thirtieth, thirty-first. Okay, so he, he'll be he'll be out for a couple more weeks. So hopefully he's enjoying his Arizona vacation. Hopefully he makes it to spring training nearby, uh, a couple hours south. But we got Bobby in town. All right, after a brief break, there we we you know I had to run make a bet. It lost. I didn't hit anything. So we're back. <laughs> we're back. But nonetheless, Bobby, give a little, uh, a little bit of background. I know you know people will remind you, uh, remember you as the voice of Calder, but uh, you're a, you're a California neighbor, right? I grew up in West LA. Yep. Uh, I had uh, a friend that my parents didn't like when I was growing up. A little <laughs> bit of a degenerate, bad influence on me, who said, "Let's go to Hollywood Park one day." So we took uh, two buses from where we lived to get to Hollywood Park. We'd ask people to make bets for us. I won 20 bucks. Went back two weeks later. I won 75. I said, this is the greatest thing (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Then I realized the more I started learning about it, it wasn't quite as easy as Mm -hmm. as it was those first few times. But I loved the game. I used to take my Sony Walkman out to the end of the grandstand at Hollywood Park or even Santa Anita, practice calling the races, even practice calling uh, off the replays on KDOC when they were on at night. I'd come down here to Los Alamitos for the quarter horse racing back then, even for the Orange County Fair, even for harness racing at mm-hmm. night. Uh, so a lot of good times at uh, all the different racetracks here in Southern California. And uh, things have kind of led me to other parts of the country, mainly racing jobs. And out of nowhere, uh, they needed help a couple years ago. I came in to fill in, and I, I'm here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in between all that, what what made you go and say, oh, let me practice race calling? Was it just being like being at the race? You're like, oh, let me let me give it a shot. What made you let say, all right, let me let me let me try calling a race? Well, actually, uh, I I worked in I worked for trainers in the barn area for okay. a little bit. But as it turns out, I'm allergic to horses, and I would have <laughs> to get shots once a week. Really? Just to, yeah. Wow. Just uh, just to rub horses. So. Uh, I was able to do that a few years. I, I worked for John Sadler for a little bit. I worked for Bobby Frankel. I worked for Charlie Whittingham for a few years. But uh, I knew training was not going to be my thing. First of all, I really didn't like waking up that early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that combined with being allergic to seemingly everything back there, yeah. it wasn't going to work <laughs> out. Uh, so front side uh, was the way to go. I loved listening to the race calls 
back then of Dave Johnson, yep. Trevor Denman, you know, uh, people like that. Obviously, Tom Durkin on the East Coast um, and Ed Burgart, even when I was a kid. And uh, I said, man, this this seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's a way to stay in the game. And if, if I can do this, thankfully, it's something not a whole lot of other people do. And uh, it, I have a pretty good memory, came pretty quick to me. And uh, it's just a lot of fun because you're always, you know, in the game um, and get to be a part of everything. So I know uh, personally, you, you know, you also went to U of A just like I did. Uh, we made our pit stops there, and then we branched out. But you started calling the races in the little bush tracks out there in Arizona. Uh, yeah. And then how, so rattle off some of the names, some of the racetracks that kind of paved your way to being at Calder and now LaSalle. Okay, well, I did call in the Arizona Fair Circuit, and there were about six or seven tracks I got to call at out there. Duncan, Sonoida, Douglas, Safford, Globe, places like that. I called it a place called Sandy Downs in yeah, Idaho yeah. Falls, yeah, Idaho. Idaho. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was a, it was a big day, by the way, when I was working there, when we would travel to the big track, Lavoie Park, Ooh, on an off day to go, to go watch races. And in fact, a day that I went there, Gary Stevens had come back, because he's originally from Idaho, yep. okay. and he was signing autographs for their Centennial, this, that, and I'm sure Billingsley Creek Ranch won seven races that yeah. day. You know, BCR this, B Mur the Blur this, where, yeah, you yeah. know, all of those horses. So uh, called it those. Uh, I was actually working in the downs at Albuquerque in Santa Fe mm -hmm. when I got a phone call from Luke Kreitboss, former track announcer who's no longer with us, and he said, hey, they're looking for an announcer at Thistledown. Well, I, hadn't, I didn't even know where Thistledown was, was at yeah. the time. I had... Uh, I knew I was told it was in Cleveland. <laughs> I went to a map because, of course, there was no internet yeah, yeah. back then. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to Thistledown. I ended up mailing the overnighting a tape of my calls. Guy called me back the next day and said, The job's mine if I want it. Went to Thistledown, was there a few years, met my wife, got the job in Florida. The reason I got the job at Calder is because in 1999, TVG was starting. Yes. And Todd Shrupp who was the paddock host at Calder for four, five, six years, left to start with the fledgling company, and I went to replace Todd Shrupp in the paddock at Calder and eventually became their announcer. Wow, no so. wonder I hear him giving you a little <laughs> rally. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he gives me a hard time. On but, uh, put your ticket up it's, on TVG. It's, it's all right. You know, <laughs> I know where it's coming from. <laughs> so uh, how long were you at, at Calder then from, from then on? I was there 15 years. I was wow. from 99 till they, they basically closed their racing in 2014. Wow. So since then, you've, you've been here at Los Alphalanes for the last two or three years now? Yeah, just doing the daytime thoroughbred meets, um, obviously filling in for the quarter horses now. I think I filled in uh, one or a couple other weeks, yeah. maybe last year for Ed when he took a, a much smaller vacation. But it's, it's a lot of fun. And the, doing the quarter horses is a lot different than the thoroughbreds. I don't know, not necessarily harder or easier, just completely different with different with the cadence and the tempo what you're looking for you, you can't you know you really can't let things settle down in front of you it's just yeah right off the bat and then the hundred yard races that's just ridiculous as far <laughs> as calling those <laughs> uh, so you know we're happy to have you here you know it's always fun to to catch up with you when you're in town so later on in the year when ed has another mini vacation you're going to be double doing double headers yeah, my, of course, uh, being the uh, 
overweight guy <laughs> that I am, my biggest concern is, okay, now how am I going to eat <laughs> between the afternoon cards and the evening cards? Because if I remember correctly, they're only about 40 minutes yes. apart. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so that's not great for me, but it probably <laughs> will make me lose a little bit of weight during the time. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, runs to Shawnee's between those. That's hours. okay with me. That's a good spot. Bobby, Bobby has been taking my recommendations from Taco Recommendations. Uh -huh. He's living in nearby Long Beach when I grew up. Uh, I gave him a couple. I gave him one, Taqueria La Mexicana, down in 4th Street, and you enjoyed it, right? I've gone to several Mexican food places since I've been here. Two or three that you recommended. Yeah. They were both good. I tried another couple of my own, and the food is is excellent. Uh, just, it seems like every block and a half, yeah. there's some sort of non-chain Mexican food place, and most of them are pretty good. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you we'll keep you healthy and happy <laughs> uh, and well fed while you're here in California. So we have you here on set because we're gonna we're gonna test your handicapping skills. I've been listening to the radio. You've been filling in, Fred. You've been giving out giving out some good plays. So we're gonna take a look at Sunday's card here at Losal, which features trials to the El Primero de Lion Derby. So this is for the boys. Sat we're recording this on Saturday before the Saturday races, which has uh, trials for the girls. So. We're going to focus on Sunday. We're going to kick it off with 870 yards, race number one, quarter horse and thoroughbreds, maidens for a purse of 9,500. We got a field of seven, uh, and you know I don't have the morning line in front of me, but it appears like maybe uh, who's going to who's the morning line favorite? The morning line favorite is number five. Missed that cat the first, first time, time starter. Seven to five. Brian Corner used to be on a quarter horse trainer way back when. So Bobby, we'll let you go first. Who, who's uh, who's your pick here in race one? Well, that. One certainly looks like one of the ones to beat off the works. I'm a little bit surprised that the horse is debuting going 870 because also shows a workout going five furlongs and 59 and yes. one yep. uh -huh. here at Losal back in December. So I, I don't know, there, there had to have been opportunities for this horse to run across town in the afternoons. Maybe five and a half or six furlongs is too far. Maybe they just don't want to run in a special weight race there and face those Bob Baffert expensive horses. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would take too short of a price on this. I think it's pretty wide open between numbers two, three, five, and six in here. Um, number two, listen, Linda really had trouble last time yeah. out and showed marked improvement uh, from her first start to her second start. And number three, O'Meara is another one that I think can run better today. This horse uh, was dueling going a little bit further, four and a half furlongs last time out. Now shortens up to 870. Uh, Kelly Castaneda does very well off the claim. And Ramon Goosey, who seems to be as good, if not better than anyone at getting horses to the lead the gate, in these yeah. turn races, uh, is aboard. So I wouldn't take too short of a price on anyone in this spot. So you'll probably go, what, five, two, three here? I think I would probably lean toward the two, listen, okay, Linda listen on top. Um, and I may end up with maybe a two, five, three. Okay. Curtis, uh, you know I loved O'Meara last time out, and given so, uh, Ramon Gusey actually upset O'Meara last time out with the big price in Caliview yep. that night over the wet fast track, but who'd you like here in race one? I, I went exactly to that horse. I went to O'Meara here. Um, I had the same question as Bobby on the five. Yes, yeah, me you too. You see a lot of great works here, but you're just wondering why this horse is debuting uh, at 870 at Los Alamitos. I could just see possibly that it's owned by Brian Corner so uh -huh. he doesn't care to just come in here and get a check but you know I'm, I'm just gonna try and upset this horse first time out I'm gonna go to the three just shortening up uh, from those you know two speedy efforts just weaken in the stretch there at the end but shortens up here so hopefully he can get out front and Goose can get loose again. I agree with Bobby I like the two here listen Linda who you know improved last time out 
at 28 to 1 to finish third and you know didn't get the best of trips actually got pulled hard pretty hard in between horses and i like the way she finished so i'm not sold on the first time shotter either i think the 3 0 mira could be the speed horse with ramon guse first off to claim but you got to respect corner owner and trainer he's yeah. probably placing the horse in the live spot so I, I think we're all in agreement that it's a three horse race here two three and five for me yeah i like uh three five two in that order yeah so no, no surprises there in race one race two here 870 yard event quarter horse thoroughbreds we got a claiming tag of ten thousand dollars field of six and this is one of probably one of the you know we had a, a a similar race earlier in the in the in the meet and it was a one of the best 870 yard races we had all year long and papa g won it that night yep. uh won it by at, at 18 to 1 but bobby competitive field of six who'd you pick here i honestly think every one of these horses can win this Me too. race mm -hmm. yep. um so i i'm gonna look at just simply because number three croissant is the favorite i'm not going to pick that horse on top i went to number two <laughs> like well i i it, to me the whole field looks like three to exactly one in yeah. this spot yeah so i think rocky show uh is certainly as good as anyone may get a little overlooked in the betting simply because coming from a 6250 claimer uh, back up to 10,000 today but this horse won for 10,000 just this past September going wire to wire uh seems like a horse that can show enough speed to get the lead but it doesn't have to have the lead to still have a chance and uh at 5 to 2 I'm not thrilled with it, but I think is as good as anyone else. And honest, I, I, I would use everyone beneath it. I think literally the entire field, if I'm playing a pick four, I, this would probably be close to an all race. Yeah, and, and uh, Curtis Silpino Pasadino, a horse that, that uh, we've seen win races here uh, over, the, over the short track and even compete well over, the, over at Santa Ida. He's, uh, he's here for Brian Corner, owner and trainer again. He's going to try to sweep the early double. Who'd you pick here in this spot? Me and Bob are going to have to disagree here in a second. <laughs> I'm going to the three croissant. Okay. Uh, I think the horse is just uh, in sharp form right now. It was racing at Santa Anita, uh, going five and a half. It had the stalking trip and closed only lose by half a length, but comes back to Los Sal and goes to 870 yards, which this horse has already won twice, finished a second and a third. So I think they're just trying to get this horse some class relief and get it back to the friendly confines of Los Alamitos. And, Kelly Castaneda might have an early double here. This is, a, this is a very tricky race, but give me the outside horse. I like Papa G. I'm going to respect that win last time out. He had more speed to show. He, he kind of settled behind, behind horses, and overall it was the right move because he was able to run them down there late at 18-1. to 1. I think the outside draw could be beneficial, maybe allow a few of the other, other runners to show speed and kind of settle in, in, uh, in, in back of them. So, But... Hey, I can build a case for each and every one of these horses. That's that's what makes this race very, very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to take the short price on the three there on top, but I will pick him for second just uh, on that back class. And for third, I'll go to Chilpino Pasadino. I know you, you've been kind of in and out of this horse before, Curtis, but I'm going to pick him for third. So I'll go 6-3-5 here, Bobby. Uh, who's who's underneath to complete uh, under Rocky Show for you? Uh, I'm going to go 2-1-3. Four. All right, two one four for Bobby Curtis. And I got three one two. Hey, we're all over the map in this one. This is a very <laughs> very tricky. It is definitely tricky, a very huh? tough H seven. All right, race number three, three hundred yards, maiden claiming for a tag of eight thousand dollars. Three year olds here going uh, a distance of three hundred yards. Field of six, and uh, we've got a we got an interesting field. We got a, a first time starter from the rail, Pat Fisher, and then we got some horses that are making their eighth, ninth, and even tenth starts here in this spot, Bobby. So who'd you go with? I ended up on number four, Redneck Woman. Uh, this one was expected to run well last time out and just 
uh, was unprepared at the start. The head went sideways when the gates went open, and uh, she just never had a chance. Uh, I think the race that she ran way back in September here at Los Alamitos uh, between Arizona stops is good enough to make her the one to beat in this spot. Mm -hmm. So if you can forgive her last race, uh, which it's easy to do, I think she's one to beat in here. Number three, Unwavering Patriot is the morning line favorite. I'm not real big on 0 for 9 shots, but she's hit the board in four of those nine races and uh, is more consistent uh, than number four, Redneck Woman. Number two, Fast and Magical. I just ended up with her in third. I don't think she's quite as good as the other two, but if uh, they don't behave themselves at the start, she'd have a shot. And Curtis, or he'd have a shot. Yeah, Curtis, it's pretty interesting that the 0 for 9 and the 0 for 8 maidens are the ones that are going to take the most play in this spot. It feels like yeah. one of these two is going to win this race. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think it's a two-horse race between the three and the four. I went three, four. For third, I'm going to the six. PDF Files okay. is giving a little layoff here uh, for Ramon Figueroa. It broke well in the debut and uh, just weakened there in a straight maid race. Uh, they drop it in for a tag and just got bumped both sides. I watched the work on February 12th, and the horse broke out and bumped, it, and it was actually against the one, Seattle yes. Flash. But then Jonathan Roman just had a hold on this horse the whole way through, never let it run. So I don't know what to make of that 1310. I don't know if they're trying to hide something, but you know they, they drop it all the way down to 8,000 for the return, and it draws outside. So I'm going to take a chance with the 12 to 1. And see, that's what's interesting, because I watch a workout as well, and we have a different opinion. I like how the one looked in that workout. Oh, the one definitely looked yeah. far, and, far and, better than the and, six. And they didn't... They weren't asking at all. Like, they weren't asking much for the one e either. So it, this might be a little bit of a poker game here between the inside and outside. I don't yeah. know who's going to fire, but I think one of these two could fire and upset the three of the four. I gave the slide edge to the three over the four just because I like the, the recent good good run by the three and wavering Patriot. But it, I agree with Bobby. If the four runs back to that effort in September, she should win this mm -hmm. race. But it's been a long time between that effort and now. So that is the only question mark for me, but I'll go three four one here, race three. Yeah, I got three four six. Bobby? Four three two. All right, that's race number three, the first three legs of the early pick four and the books. And we have arrived to race number four. And uh, this is this is a pretty interesting way to end the pick four. Usually we the early pick four, because we usually we have the hundred yard dashes towards the end of the card. So race number four. And we have a lock. Bobby, right? Don't be scared. It's not a fire alarm. This is just the alarm it's for the lock. The lock of the night for the hitman. It's going to the six. La Candidata here. First Are you time. crazy? Like, I, you're now picking lots of honey dashes? I have so much sickenitis right now. I'm just trying to break <laughs> out of my funk. I think it's like five seconds in a row of my lock. It, so it, it is. I'm yeah. going to try and go to the outside here. Uh, you know, the really quick Palomino Philly here. Uh, usually a sharp breaker for uh, Jaime Gomez. Zamudio claims it, and it draws outside here. I mean, it's a 100-yard race. There's not much to say. I just like the quickness. She actually outbroke the five last time out at 300 yards yep. and got out finished, but we're taking 200 yards off of that, so I'm going to go to the six for the lock of the night. Damn. So you're going to the outside, La Candidata. Bobby, are you in agreement there? Who is your pick here going 100 yards? Well, since your picks usually run second, your locks, <laughs> I, will, I think that's what's going to happen again. I went to the inside in Topak Gorge. Wow, okay. I, I'm going to give you even a better stat. 
Doc Allred wins every 100-yard race that, <laughs> that I've ever confirmed? seen live here at Los Alamitos. I don't know how this that? is. Every, everyone I've called this meet, it seems like Doc yeah. Allred is mm -hmm. winning. When I filled in for Ed last time, it seems like Doc, and he's got two of them in here. He's got number one, Topak Gorge, and number two, Hard to Please, simply because it's the one hole. I think Topak Gorge actually does have a good shot in here. This horse usually breaks decently. Inside post going 100 yards is... is no worse than anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really a guessing game for me. I wouldn't take a short price on any of these. I think Topak Gorge is certainly one of the ones. I just like the fact that broke on top and went all the way at 300 yards last time out and uh, ha has raced decently from the rail in the past. That, well, that stat of Doc Ari winning these 100-yard dashes, it almost feels like he wins every one of these races. He's just yep. he's hitting such a... I bet he's you won we, three or four oh, in a yeah, row, for, I think. For sure. He's won... I want to say more than half of the last 10 we've run here. And I'll tell you another reason why it's also hard is because he'll usually have two or three yes. in the race. So you have to figure out which <laughs> all red is going to win the race. So now I'm a little bit worried because I don't have either one of his two horses in my top three. So I'm a little bit worried here. Can I'm you believe that? You I'm give him that <laughs> stat and he doesn't change his pick on the fly? I'm going to go to the five, be quick here for Sergio Morphin. I like that this horse was in contention early on against Zion Zima last time out. Had a settle for second, but I like the way he's been. she's been breaking the last few starts. Uh, she tends to break pretty well in all her starts, and I'm just banking that, that she might get the jump here from, from post five. So I'll go five. I'll go to your six, La Candidata, for, for Valentin Zamudio, off the claim on the outside, Curtis. And then I'll go to the three, the long shot. What's the morning on the three? Ten, Ten to one. one. That is probably be my price play in this, port, this part of the night here. Uh, I know it, it's, it shows a fifth place finish, but if you watch that race within 100 yards, she was right there with all the leaders. And mm -hmm. I think cutting back in distance could be the key here. It is a layoff. It is a little bit of a, of a class drop. Uh, but I, I think that, that could be the price horse in this spot. So uh, I'll go five, six, three here in race four. Yeah, I like six. And then I like uh, your horse, Be Quick. He's already won 200-yard races for second. And then I like Bobby's pick, the number one, Topot Gorge for third. Bobby? I'll go one six five. Ooh, all right. So we're, we're a little bit over the map. I like this. I like this. We're not we're not a green in every race. So uh, that is the early pick four race. So number five, we begin the El Primero del Año Derby trials. We got a late pick four of all trials. Field of six going to four hundred yards. Bobby, are you are you in, are you all in on Belchick on the outside? Two wins in a row. I'm not all in. I think number three, Tack Me Up, who's actually uh, the morning line I favorite, like uh, has a big shot to win this race. Uh, coming off a couple of really impressive efforts in minor stakes uh, last year here for trainer Chris O'Dell. Only thing that scares me a little bit is that this horse hasn't raced since uh, the middle of November, uh, but shows a decent work here on February 19th since then. Uh, this is another outfit that it just seems like over the last few months, anytime Eduardo Nicasio is riding a Chris O'Dell horse, they're right there at the finish. Um, this horse, I think 400 yards is going to fit him very well. Uh, he wasn't able to get up to beat Striver going 350 last time out. 400, though, a little different. Number six, Bailcheck, obviously, yeah. uh, is going great guns. And it, if he runs the way he's been running his last couple starts, then Tack Me Up is really going to have to be on his game to beat him. And those two, I, I would be surprised if one of those two didn't win this race. Yeah, uh, Belcheck is as talented as they come, but he... If he can run straight, he'll win easily. Yep. That is the main question mark, question mark for me that I have on Belichick. But Curtis, who'd you like here? 
just that horse. I like Belichick there on the yeah. outside. Two outs ago, he ran 20.05, lugging in badly. Yeah. And last time out, veered in and bumped at the start. So he's won both starts as a three-year-old. We know this horse had a little bit of promise last year and then kind of tailed off. But I think the outside post is really going to help. I'm, I'm going to the three. Tack me up. We know he's going to be out there early, yes. but this horse hasn't run 400 yards yet. That's the only question mark I have. He's kitty up out of attack like a man. He should be able to handle a 400-yard distance, and Chris Odell's good at uh, making horses go long, but that's the only reason I put him in the second spot. And then I went to the two Red Hot Cartel for third. We know the horse is probably going to be rolling late from yes. what we've seen in the past, but I'm scared that if Tack Me Up breaks quickly, could get out in front of Red Hot Cartel and maybe cause him to lose his path. By the way, that is a full brother to Yankee, Red Hot Cartel. Yankee's going 550 on Saturday night. Everybody's just, <laughs> all quarter horse players are just drooling right now to bet Yankee later. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, he doesn't have to win. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be excited the night Yankee goes 870. The, w the night they try him going to 70, I'll be excited that night. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wonder if we'll see how he runs here. Yeah. I mean, if he breaks slow again, obviously I think the next step is going 870, but he could uh, put up some impressive number tonight, well, so we'll see. Well, I might be holding a grudge here against Bale Check because I love Calendar last time out. And this horse Yo, beat you're me. a big now, Calendar he, Zamudio he fan. He beat me out of everything that night because I was all in on Calendar that night. That night. So Bale Check beat me, and I'm picking the three, tack me up. I think the gate speed and knowing that this horse is fresh for Chris Odell, I think that may be the key. I'm a little bit cautious about the extra 50 yards, but whenever I see Odell off the layoff on a horse that has been running pretty sharp, I'll take that horse. Belchick on the outside, if he runs straight, he's going to be hard to beat here, so I'll pick him for second. And then for third, I agree with you. I think Red Hawk Cartel is going to be rolling late. If any of the, the three or the six making make a mistake, Bobby, I think Red Hawk Cartel is the horse that is going to be picking up the pieces. I agree. I have the same numbers, 3, 6, and 2. Wow. And 4, 3, 2 for me. Ooh. Or, I'm sorry, 6, 3, 2 right. for me. So we're in agreement with there in race number 5. That looks like a, a straight-up race top to bottom. Race 6, the final pick 3 of the night here in race number 6, 400 yards again. Second trial of the night. Compact field of 6, and it looks like a two-horse race in between horses, Bobby. Uh, is that how you see it? Yeah, number three, Stevie B, Flash of Cash, and number four, KR High Five. Uh, they're the first two choices on the line. They actually faced each other uh, back on November 17th in the Grade 2 uh, Challenge Juvenile Championship. KR High Five won pretty easily that night by three-quarters of a length. Um, and I don't see any reason why anything should change tonight. I'd be shocked if one of those two didn't win this trial this evening. Uh, KR High Five, what a what a nice horse to own. Yeah. Ten starts, five wins mm -hmm. in a second. He's made over $130,000 already. And uh, he'll probably be one of the favorites. Uh, you know, as of now in the trials, he's probably one of the ones people are looking at uh, for maybe the final if all things go well in this trial. Uh, Jose Nicasio is an underrated rider in my... He's I think an underrated he's, gate rider, he period. He is phenomenally yeah. good mm -hmm. at getting horses out of the gate. Um, and he's the regular rider of KR High Five, who, as we say, that stumbled yes, leaving the, last the gate out. last time. <laughs> Just out. So, so you can you can draw a line through that race. I'm sure everyone who bet him that last time had even money. Real say, oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's getting great, him out Bobby. Of the gate. Bobby That's when yeah. They want to go Thanks south, go down <laughs> instead of out. Um, but that doesn't usually happen. You can see in KR High Five's lines. He doesn't usually do that. So uh, all things being equal, I think he's the fastest horse in the race. And it's just two of them to me, four and three in this spot. And uh, Curtis, the only question mark here is that Jaime has yet to win his first race of the year. 
Jaime's uh, he's riding the pine right the now. Second itis. Over twenty five. Did you go? Did you shake his hand in the morning or something? Did you rub up the second take itis on him? Hey, take it easy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's why I'm gonna go against him here. Oh and no. And a horse that. Uh, he, I know who you're Monty, picking. I know who you're picking. No. No. Not, not the three. Not the four. I'm going to the six. Oh, Teller, he's famous a horse. Okay. I've been chasing ever since he returned yeah. uh, from Rio del Sol. Keep chasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved his his gate work on February twelfth. He worked eighteen flat, and he just looked strong throughout. And like I said, he hasn't shown the late kick that I saw in those Rio Doso trials that he had going four forty, which I thought he would come back and and really put it on him at the end of the year in those later trials. But he draws the outside with Ayala, and I love the work. He's been given some time off. Uh, I think Paul could have this one because I question Stevie B Flash of Cash going 400. Yes. And Kara High Five has been, you know, lights out. But since stepping up into open company, you know, he was racing against a lot of the Inner Mountain horses during that win streak. I think he's stepping up against tougher. So I'm going to take a shot and try and beat these two. Well, I I like your six for second. I have him second for me. I'm 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 picking that Jaime Gomez is getting it's getting his win here. I think he's getting he's going to get on the roll on trials night. Uh, KR High Five, stumble last time out, was flat two starts back. There was really no excuses, but I think the horse might have just needed an outing there after the layoff. So if the four runs his race, I think he's the horse to beat. I do like the six uh, based on that workout, 12, uh, 18 flat there on the on the February 12th, and uh, Paul Jones on the outside with Ayala. Uh, I think we always expected bigger and better things for this horse. Yep. Uh, he, might be, he might be better as a three-year-old, so I'm going to give him a shot. And then Stevie B., Flash of cash just looks at the other contender in this field. It just any one of those three, I think, is going to be your winner in this. Uh, I really don't see one, two, or five running a big enough effort to get the job done here, Bobby. I agree. I went four, three, and I would put the six in third. And to be honest, I think the four or the three will win this race. Yep. I got six, four, three. But I'm going to say, just for future reference, keep an eye on Jess Curlin. Because okay. we haven't seen trainer Carlos it's Gonzalez yep. in many years, and this used to be his game. He would claim, claim. horses, and mm -hmm. he could jump them up. And Jess Curlin had run a, a 2008 at 400 yards. That's not too far off of the time I think that these horses are going to put up. So let's just see how he does first time off the claim. I don't think he's going to be good enough uh, tomorrow night, but uh, just one to watch in the future. Yeah, and Jess Curlin hasn't broke at all in the last three or four starts, so watch out for that one. First off, the claim. All right, race number seven. There's two races left. You know what time it is, Curtis? The late daily double. Yes, it is. Late daily double time here. Last two races on the card. And it's my turn now. It's my turn. Oh, you already finally. went. You already went. This is my turn now. And I haven't told you guys which one it is. You kept us guessing. I kept you guessing. Bobby, you know that it's going to be coming up in race number eight, Bobby. But for me, Ali Bayfus is the lock of the night. Two to one. If I can lock in two to one right now. Give me fixed odds betting because I would love Ali Bayfus. I thought the trial win two starts back was a legitimate. Came run, came right back and and ran a big effort to second in the in the Los Angeles two minute futurity. But let's keep it real. Flash and roll was in another level. Yep. In the end of the year, so to finish second, I thought it was still a legitimate effort. So for me, Ali Bayfus here is the lock of the night. I just think if she breaks, if he breaks, the race will be over. Yeah, I like uh, Ali Babe Foos on top. You know, powerful favorite, has been lights out since adding the flipping halter, has just turned into another horse. He, he really just stands there in the gate now. No more funny business, and, and you know, it's paid off. He's already won the, the Los Al Winter Derby, but he draws the rail in here. I'm a little concerned about that. Yep. But Ali Babe Foos looked like a contender all year uh, as a two-year-old and then finally ran that 
three and a half length victory. That's something you never see no, at Los Al. Just visually impressive. And like you said, came back in the Los Al two million, ran a great race, ran nineteen seventy two, uh, which is better than powerful favorites two um, starts this year yep. at, at the four hundred yard distance since improving. So uh, Ali Bay still got him in that department and just uh, ran a nice second behind Flash and Roll, who became champion two year old Philly. So. I think uh, Jaime's got this one poised and ready. He's ready to go. Wow, so you agree. Bobby, are you in agreement or are you going to the rail? No, no, I like number three, Ali Babe Foos. Right. I actually think number five, Apolitical Pence, yes. would be my second choice. I love the fact that Ayala is getting aboard this one for Monte Rosa. You see that the first three favorites all ran against each other yes. in the Los Al Million back on December 16th. Powerful favorite, Ali Babe Foos, Apolitical Pence. They pretty much ran the same kind of races. They weren't... Uh, factors as far as winning at the end and they a couple of them were five to one a political pence i think was 10 to win that right and i think those three are are logical in here yeah. I, I don't think the other four can hold a candle to these three if any of them break a uh, break well so i ended up going three five one in the seventh yeah very simple race it just looks like the class is going to float to the top right curtis i'll go three one five same thing wow three one five my luck, and you guys are in agreement, this horse is going to be 1-9 to nine at the gate, guys. <laughs> this horse is going to be 1-9. to nine. We have arrived to the final trial tonight, and the guest gets to go last. He picked, he's like, I'm going to make my luck in the final race of the night. I'm going to make everyone wait. So, Bobby, who's the luck here? This race looks very even to me on paper, Yes. and I can't see anyone being heavily bet, even though number one, Dexter, is 8-5 to five on the morning line, and he certainly looks like one of the ones. He stumbled in the Los Al Million last time out. He was a big long shot that night, and now he's going to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, uh, with Jose Nicasio getting back aboard. But I think number five, he's Ooh. just a secret, is going to run a big race on Sunday night. This is a horse who was bet down to 6-5 to five in an allowance event last time out, and stumbled badly enough at the start that he un unseated jockey Vinny Bednar. Uh, another one that we've in the last few races we've seen bad stumbles on big favorites that are, uh, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> making enemies. Uh, you know, for all the betters uh, who have been buying these. But you're not going to get six to five this time on. He's no. just a secret. It's a much tougher spot. Um, I don't know if maybe the wet track had something to do with him losing his, his footing, footing at yeah. the start. Could have been. Uh, he's run very well on fast tracks. I think we're supposed to get a little rain in the morning on Sunday, but it's not supposed to be, you know, anything it's bad in the afternoon yeah. or the evening. Um, and I think if you can draw a line through that race, he's just a secret, has every right to continue to improve. He's really only had three real races going in, and he's getting better and better. His good rate, his most recent race where he actually crossed the wire, puts him pretty close, and I think he's going to run even better on Sunday night. Six to one on the morning line. I think that's just a gift. So number five, he's just a secret, I think, Ooh. is where I would go in race eight. Now i got to call an audible on my top three picks, Curtis, so I'll let you go first You here. didn't even have the five no, in your no, top no, three? No, I'm, I'm, I'm changing on the fly right now. I, I agree with Bobby. Uh, I had the five, uh, but for a second. Okay. But I think this horse is you know, still on the improve, still has only raced uh, three times uh, since last time stumbled and dumped Vinny at the start there. But I'm looking, this horse is the only other one besides the one that has broken 20 seconds yep. uh, at the 400-yard distance. Even the four Corona by Corona, who we think is a pretty solid runner, that one still hasn't even broken the 20-second barrier. But I ultimately settled on the one here along the inside, you know, high me along the rails, usually pretty good. 
Uh, he ran that 1978, you know, that's almost two lengths better uh, if, on paper uh, in front of these horses, and gets Nicasio back. Caesar rode this horse in the in the two million. Was that Caesar's uh, yeah, final think, race yeah, I think there it was. On, on this horse? Yeah, it was. But uh, he gets his familiar rider off. You know, Jaime's giving him uh, a little layoff, giving him three months, and I think should be ready to roll down along the inside. We're in agreement. I do like Dexter from the rail. I, I think this one... With a clean break there from the, Jose Nicasio rides the rail pretty well. Yep. He reminds me of Rodrigo. Uh, I had uh, my Rodrigo Civis on the rail angle. Yeah. Whenever I would see Rodrigo on the rail, I would not be worried about the horse having any problem from the inside. And that's kind of what I see from Jose Nicasio. He rides the rail very, very well. So Dexter there looks like the horse to be for me. So Rodrigo inherited it from Eddie. Yes. And Jose has inherited it from Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's where it's going. A little trickle down effect. That's I like where, that. That's where we're going. For a second, I'll go to the four Corona by Corona. Shout out to our fellow podcast listener, Keith Nelson, yes. uh, owner here of Corona by Corona. Uh, he's always tweeting us, where's the, ne- where's the podcast? Hey, you guys haven't released it. Well, Keith, <laughs> I'm picking you for a second. I know two starts back, I gave you the big push. You know I like this horse two starts back in the Holiday Handicap, and I like them four starts back. But tonight, I'm picking you for a second. I, I, I think you have some upside here, but I just think, you know, not having that, that extra that sub 20 time going for on the arts yep. is the question mark here for the four and then i'll put the five here for third since bobby made a big push here for gcs <laughs> secret um i'm kind of buying into that second two starts back there uh it was a very good second behind majestic mr perry but now second time off the layoff he might break better uh, and be a contender so i'll go one four five for me here in race eight I got one five four for me, Ooh. and I've got five one six. Jess B and me for third. Just not sure whether Jess B and me was better as a two year old than he is as a three year old. Mm-hmm. That's why I put him in the third spot. Ooh, very very interesting way. So that's the card there for Sunday. I'm gonna thank Bobby for joining us. Uh, but Bobby, what what keeps you busy in between uh, in between Los Al back and forth? Is there anything racing related keeping you busy, or that's pretty much it? I'm not doing a whole lot right now. I've actually uh, signed on to be part of the Horse Racing Radio Network uh, for nice. some of their broadcasts coming up, Florida Derby, Kentucky Derby, things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan. I like playing the races. So whether I'm back home in Florida or mm-hmm. here, I'm, I'm always watching. Of course, it's a little tougher back then because the races go off at about midnight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I can my, vouch my for you. <laughs> you, you. You've texted me when, when it's like uh, getting close to the late double when you're still texting me watching the races so uh, I can vouch that you, you do stay up and, and bet some quarter horses late at night. That's yeah. what we're uh, hoping all the people on the east coast are liking our earlier post times on Friday and that they don't have to go deep into the night to get in the late pick four. That's true and as far as I'm concerned I can say you can, te- you can take the D-Gen away from the track <laughs> but you can't take the track away from the D-Gen. Oh that's true that, that is that is a thousand percent true I can vouch for that as well. But, uh, Curtis, anything for, for the after show? Any notes? I was just going to say the first two-year-olds have started working. Uh, they're at the track. You go to losalmitos.com uh, to watch all the works. We've had you know, a lot of new freshman uh, sires here. We are, at least for Los Alamitos, we've got separate interest. First moon flash. He's a fast dash. Just Louisiana Blue. Kiss my hawk. Some of those new horses Ooh. we were saying uh, coming in. The top worker so far, Monte Rosa. Favorite mongoose with a 12-4. He leads the way so and far. Another another listener of the podcast. I sat with Ma, with Monty in the in the PC Grizzly Array Awards banquet, and I asked him about baby. He's like, uh, we're gonna have quite a few, and it's just uh, you know he gets them started up there, uh, I believe Utah, mm-hmm. and then he uh, Idaho, I believe, and then he'll he'll trickle down whoever he thinks are 
you know, the upper echelon. And of course, I think breeding comes into play too. If they're Idaho breds or California breds, you know, they want to get in those restricted futurities early in the year. So, uh, Monty, uh, I'm still standing by my prediction. I think uh, Juan Alleman is going to have a big year. <laughs> oh, he's he's slow right now. I, he is. We he, have, we we have one or two wins. And yeah, we thought he's going to start yeah, heating up right yeah, away. Yeah. And he's been cold, but hey, it's 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 only uh, <laughs> March, so we'll see. All right, so Bobby, we'll have you here for a couple more weeks, and then you'll be you'll be off for the summer. You come back in the in the late fall, right? I'll be back actually doing the thoroughbreds oh, in true. June and July. True, and then I'll be back here in September to do the double headers, the thoroughbreds and the quarters. Uh, how's uh, how's the wife uh, allowing you to to come out and hang out with the boys? Uh, the wife is uh, would like it better if I wasn't doing that, <laughs> uh, but as long as uh, we visit now and then, or if she gets to come out here, then uh, everything is okay. Did you take her to some of the Mexican places that I recommended? I did, in fact, uh, and she liked it a lot. Funny thing is, in Florida, we have a lot of Latin influence, yes, but uh, not Mexican. No, uh, and a lot Mexican, of Cuban food, a lot of Peruvian th- food. There, there's, a, there's a lot of people from South America, yeah. Central America, the Caribbean, mm-hmm. very few uh, Mexican influence, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the Mexican food in Florida overall is awful. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, I mean, Chipotle may be the best. <laughs> yeah. The best thing. That's saying something. Yeah. yeah. There, there just isn't. Yeah. Um, th- there isn't that kind of cuisine out there. So out here, it's it's like heaven if you like Mex- Mexican. Food. So next time uh, the missus come out, make sure you take her to Los Compadres Mexican food. Is on the corner of Anaheim and Redondo, Anaheim Street and Redondo Street in Long Beach. Yeah, I think they're open till ten. Yeah. Sadly, so. I already know. That. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a good bar as well. So, so next time, take her early. Take her early. Okay. But nonetheless, thanks you for joining us. It was fun, and I uh, hope to have you again back soon. Appreciate it, guys. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, bye everybody.